It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors, how many minutes of actually trying does it take to beat the 2023-24 Washington Wizards? Apparently about seven. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, November the 14th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website that don't work so good at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. And of course, come hang out in the Locked On Raptors Discord server. The link is in the description of the podcast. It's free to join. It's an awesome community we got building around the show. And boy, oh boy. <clears throat> the roller coaster of emotions in the Discord last night during that Toronto Raptors game. That's what you sign up for, baby. Come hang out. Would love to see you in there. It's a great little group we got. Uh, no a-holes. That's the one rule. And everyone seems to be following it, which is lovely. It's a, it's a great little place to talk about the Raptors on the internet. Uh, you can also find the show, of course, for free. Wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe, follow, rate, review, tell a friend. And we are on YouTube as well. Each and every day, you can go subscribe and then hit the little notification bell. And that will make it so you never miss an episode once it premieres. Thanks in advance for doing that and thank you to FanDuel for bringing you today's show. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And we will get started on an episode breaking down a very stupid 111-107 Raptors win that closes on a 22 to 1 run by the Raptors as the Wizards seemingly just like We'll get to it. Oh, my God. Uh, just like wizards all over the place as the Raptors finally start trying in the late stages of this game after looking extremely bad for most of it outside of Pascal Siakam. Here to break it all down is our pal Vivek Jacob. Big V, how the hell are you? What the hell was that game? Oh, man. That was <laughs> insane. That was insane. I mean, you look at that first half, and that was just a completely unacceptable effort level you could see it uh on the faces of uh the coaches at halftime and then you could even James hear the Wade at halftime James man. Wade holy yeah. <laughs> just I mean I'm pretty sure he would he would have said <laughs> a lot more nasty things in the locker room but uh Real, I'm not mad said, I'm disappointed energy from James Wade yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah, to pretty much be like, hey, we've got to play with more intention. We've got to play <laughs> with more desire. Pretty much got to play with more passion. Um, and then for much of the third quarter, we still didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like, okay, they're just going to stay in this malaise. But they decided that they needed precisely 14 minutes of work for this game. And 
<laughs> hey, this is kind of how we all did our school assignments, right? So, <laughs> and that's and what the Raptors decided to do in this game. <laughs> <laughs> if 14 minutes is all we need to get this done, 14 minutes is what we're going to give. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the efficiency with which the Toronto Raptors procrastinated in this one. Actually, now we think about it, good game all around. Good, good Just re- appreciate, respect the hustle. Deeply. Uh, We're going to get into a great philosophical question of whether this was a good or a bad game for the Toronto Raptors coming up in the next second. But I want to dive in to Pascal Siakam's game because he's the story. He was incredible. He is the reason the Raptors were in a position to come back and make a 22 to 1 run to win this game in the final minutes. If not for Pascal Siakam, they would have needed something like a 40 to 1 run to get that done. Uh, 39 points, 11 boards, seven assists, three steals, 15 of 23 shooting, 15 of 20 on his twos. Uh, just absolutely demolishing every single Washington wizard who tried to guard him. Mostly Kyle Kuzma. Boy, oh boy, that was some cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, thoughts on Pascal's game? An absolute masterpiece from Siakam in this one, no? He was fantastic. And you know what? The performance, it was so beautiful. It was so elegant. Just looking like a wow. Just looking like a wow. And I tell you what. The way he led this team, I think that was the biggest thing. When you see the lack of effort, Sean, you're going to catch up on uh, what I just did soon enough. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still. It, I'm processing it still. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something that's gone viral in India, and I'll catch oh. you up on it soon enough. <laughs> okay, really appreciate it. Awesome. At least part of our audience will understand. Right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you, that's the thing, right? You were looking for leadership. When no one is giving uh, the level of uh, commitment and desire and effort, uh, you need someone to kind of take the reins and say, hey, follow my lead. Mm-hmm. And that's what Pascal did. And I love that there were multiple times where the ball moved to him and he was in line to take an open three mm-hmm. or, you know, even like a semi-contested three. And he was like, no, I am getting into the paint. And yep. it was pain attack after pain attack after pain attack um and i think that kind of just rallied everyone um and frankly even if it, it didn't rally everyone initially in the third quarter finally you know the juices got going towards the end of it um and then yeah the way uh he continued uh to just get it done in the fourth was just fantastic i mean you finish with 39 11 and 7 that that was a masterpiece as you said Pascal Siakam, pretty good at basketball. Uh, maybe the Raptors should look into ways in which they could pair his talents with the talents of Scotty Barnes for the long haul. That's just me. I don't know. I'm an idiot for thinking that's a thing that can work. But uh, Pascal Siakam, really good. And on nights where Scotty Barnes doesn't have it or can't find the matchups or uh, can't work the post up against Kyle Kuzma late in the game for any sort of bucket. Uh, that was wild. That was a, a weird seeing the Kyle Kuzma stand on that big possession. Uh, it's really nice having a second guy who can go to work. And he was, he still remains the best instant bucket guy the Raptors have. There's no doubt about it. Um, as awesome as Scotty Barnes has been, Pascal, you can throw him the ball and he can find a matchup and he can score as well as any player on this team or better. Uh, and boy, oh boy, do they need it for every single of his 39 points in this one. Just, uh, yeah. And to me, 
I think the thing that makes me just like the most happy about all this Big V is a they didn't waste the game and lose when he when he scored 39, which would have really stunk. But also they won on a Pascal Siakam clutch shot, which has been like a kind of dumb through line over the last few seasons of, oh, Pascal can't get it done in the clutch, you know, kind of ignoring all of the awful team context in which he's played over the last three seasons when most of those misses have happened, where he's driving into thickets of a dozen arms every single time, even though the other team only has 10 arms, Um, you know. There, it ignores the context of him leading the league in minutes over the last few seasons and thus being gassed down the stretch of these games more often than not. And also ignores like the very real things that have happened, like him being one of the best clutch scorers in all of basketball in 2019-20 during the title defense season or literally hitting the game-winning shot of the literal NBA finals over literally Draymond Green. Uh, really cool to see Pascal have a moment like that. Yeah, it was against the Wizards. Yeah, it's not a game where you should want to be in that position, but... Uh, it felt very good as a Pascal Siakam head to see it end on a game winner like that, where, again, it was just kind of the same formula as the entire night, finding a mass mismatch, sizing it up, and scoring. Um, thank you, Wes Unsell Jr., for not having Daniel Gafford in the game down the stretch as well to make all of these buckets at the rim much easier <laughs> to procure for the Toronto Raptors. Boy, oh boy. Um, any last quick thoughts on Pascal or sort of the, the flow of this game? Uh, before we dive into the big question, which was, uh, was it good or bad for the Raptors? Yeah, I think we've touched on pretty much everything. As you said, he earned that bounce <laughs> on that game winner. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I was so happy to see that go in. When you saw it, you know, hit the rim, you're like, come on, get in there. And then it went in and, you know, so you're really happy to see that. Uh, courtesy, the stats queen, Kirtika Pascal was a plus 29 in the second half alone. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> which is just insane. Um, and you know, lastly, <clears throat> if uh, Masai is at practice today, I wonder if uh, Pascal's gonna ask him if he was a little too selfish last night. Cheeky, cheeky. Uh, welcome back on the other <laughs> side, and we will dive into uh, was this a good or a bad game for the Raptors? Certainly entertaining, you could spend worse ways uh, with your time on a Monday night in November for sure. But is this a game where we can actually feel encouraged about the Raptors, or were there some troubling things there that we should maybe flag going forward? We'll get to that in just one second. Before we do that, however, gotta tell you about our friends over at Ibotta. How does a free Thanksgiving sound for our American listeners out there, or perhaps a free Christmas, or maybe you're like a Canadian person uh, who likes to do a Thanksgiving dinner in late November because you want to live vicariously through what is clearly the best American holiday. Uh, This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help you make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? Starting November 1st for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving giving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Download the Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day. Vivek Jacob is along as I try to press the buttons. There he is. Uh, Big V. I'm back. Let's <laughs> dive into the the question that I came away thinking from this game. Unsure exactly where to go with it. The Raptors, of course, play, uh, truthfully, one of the worst halves I've ever seen them play. I've been watching this team professionally for money for the last 10 years. I've been watching this team for like you know pleasure and enjoyment for 25 years i don't know if i've seen a half that so obviously off kilter lackadaisical it was brutal and yet they still bring it through at the end yes the wizards helped them very very much we're gonna get into them in the back part of the show but i'm curious v like how should a Raptors fan wake up feeling about this game? Is it, hey, a win's a win. It's the early part of the season. You've figured out and mustered enough to win. That's a good thing. Hang your hat on that. This is something to go forward and build positives with. Or were there some glaring red flags from that first three, two quarters plus that make you feel a little bit queasy coming out of this game with the Raptors just barely scraped by against a team that seemingly has no interest in actually winning basketball games? I, I think uh, I probably come away more concerned about these uh lackadaisical starts we've seen it against portland we've seen it uh against san antonio we've seen it here uh and so i think that's something that darko has to take a serious look at uh, and wonder what's going on okay you know maybe a little bit of and again i have no idea why this is the case but alvin and matt were talking about this where that first game at home after a long road trip is always just difficult to kind of get the mojo going. I don't know how much of it was that. Um, But again, this is the Wizards. And you should have been able to give more. Uh, The Portland game, you should have been able to give more. And so I think that is, if if I were Darko, that would be a red flag. Why is this happening? Why is it taking, you know, uh, this last-ditch effort to try and make a game of it? Um, And so that's why I am definitely more concerned about that than, you know, kind of, mustering together 14 minutes of perfect basketball like if, if you need a 22 to 1 run to close out a game and win mm-hmm. uh there's probably a lot more that you've done wrong than right yeah like there's some stuff under the hood your car got you to the destination but you might need to go fix the radiator or whatever the hell um yeah. i come away feeling a little bit less glum about it for a couple reasons like This felt a lot in a lot of ways like a game straight out of 2022-23, but they don't win that game in 2022-23, right? Like they just kind of fake come back their way into a six-point loss, and you're just kind of sitting there like, wow, Uh, they mustered it for six minutes of good basketball and clearly showed something, but uh, they just didn't have the juice or like the level of care to get it over the finish line. You know, they very clearly, you know, There's a gear they can hit when they lock in and their defense actually like prevents Tyus Jones from getting unimpeded runs to the rim and kickouts every single possession down the floor. Um, They clearly can kind of tap into that. You know, this was also to me like for the first half, I was concerned because this was like the first time it felt like even in games where they've not played well, the Portland game, the San Antonio game, they've at least like tried and like had, I think their defensive integrity intact for the most part. 
this game felt like their defense just completely fell off a cliff and there was just like no desire to even try to play good defense. And obviously when you're a team like the Raptors and your defense is not going, there's not really a whole lot of offense flowing out of those half court possessions that are then coming when you're scooping the ball out of your own rim. And so, uh, you know, it was just this like negative feedback loop that was really, really ugly, really resemblant of a lot of bad Raptors basketball from the last couple of years. The fact that they got it together, the fact that Pascal Siakam, you know, was able to kind of rally the troops the way it seems like he was. The fact that Scotty Barnes, after a pretty lifeless first half, kicked into gear in the final couple minutes of the third quarter and then was just like everywhere for the fourth quarter. Five steals in this one for Scotty, um, you know. Again, you'd like to see 48 minutes of Scotty Barnes trying really hard. This was a bit of a flashback to last year where he kind of coasts through games for the first three quarters before kicking it into gear. But because it's the first time we've really seen the 2022-23 Raptors kind of appear in such like a stark reality, I, I kind of feel a little encouraged that they kind of got their act together by the end. That's not to say that you want to see this every time you play the Wizards, because uh, uh, you shouldn't be leaning on 22 to one runs in the last five minutes to win games against the Washington Wizards. But um, when you factor in that there was no Gary Trent Jr., no OG Ananobi, they were cramped for spacing basically all the way through in this one. You got the worst game that we might see from Dennis Schroeder all season long. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that they pulled this out despite what was kind of stacked against them, both you know, out of their control and very much in their control, I found to be relatively encouraging, even though I don't think I'm going to go look at this game and be like, watch this tape and do this more often because uh, they shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was yeah, your, again, you know, this game. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's more so like, don't come away from this game thinking that, oh, we can do this. So let's keep oh, doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you would hope you know, this isn't going to be like a let's let's challenge ourselves with ridiculous comebacks against bottom yeah. feeders. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. So that that would be my main concern. It's hey, if this is really the ceiling of what we can do in the final few minutes of the game, you know, maybe mm -hmm. let's establish a bit of a higher floor at the start of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you about Scotty in this game. A bit of a weird one. Um, you know, a couple of moments where he kind of kept the offense flowing and just kind of alive in the in the first half where he just kind of decided to call his number, hit those mid-range jumpers. The pull-up game seems to be back in, in a big way for him this season. Uh, lots of kind of meh sequences on defense in particular, getting blown by by guys. I think this was partly, you know, having to fill in for the gap of OG Ananobi and being put in a position where he's just not, as set up for success as a perimeter defender versus as a low man. Um, thoughts on Scotty's performance in this one before we get to the good, the bad, and the hmm. Yeah, he had some nice moments, but overall, he'd probably look at it and say, you know, this this is this probably isn't going in my most improved campaign or my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I think defensively there were definitely issues in terms of getting blown by. Um, offensively, I think. What surprised me, especially coming out the gate, was, okay, you know OG is out, you know Gary is out. And this also applies to Pascal early on, where I was mm -hmm. like, okay, those those guys are out. We're going to need kind of outlier three-point efforts. Um, I mean, with Scotty so far this season, it hasn't been too much of an outlier. And so I thought he'd be looking for that perimeter shot a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... Uh, just the general lack of organization that we saw in the offense in the first quarter. I think that's something uh, that, you know, as you're looking at Scotty's career outlook, 
um, and the role he's kind of being put in this season, it's like, hey, just like take the reins uh, a bit more and, you know, let's get get some structure in. Let's uh, get kind of that intent in. Um, and that maybe wasn't quite there. Obviously, there were a couple of mid-range shots that he took um, that had good intention. But I think overall, that's probably uh, what I'd point to uh, as an area of, of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also forgot to mention maybe the most incredible stat from this game. Uh, zero three-pointers from the starters, which I think is yeah. the first time that's happened for the Raptors since 2013. Uh, <laughs> wild. Uh, Scotty down to 34% from three. Keep an eye on that. Pascal continues his rough run, one of his last 19 now. Um, yeah. You would figure the dam's going to break for Pascal at some point here. Um, but if he keeps on scoring at 75% from two-point range, then... I guess you're doing just fine. Um, but yeah. yeah, weird game. They overcame a lot of nonsense. Uh, so I think you have to tip your cap to them for that, that they kind of got into the groove, even though, again, the nonsense was very much self-imposed. Um, yeah. But yeah, you don't want to see them having to lean on this sort of game script going forward if you if you can avoid it for sure. 100%. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get into the good, the bad, and the hmm to round out the show, a thing we liked, a thing we didn't, a thing that's got us a little intrigued. We'll do that. In just one sec. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. And right now is a perfect time to score early this NFL season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And it's not just football. Maybe you make that original, you know, money line bet on a football, but then you get those bonus bets. You can put those bonus bets in anything. I'm not someone who wagers on sports a ton, but when I do, it's typically maybe I'm at a game and I want to spice up the in-person experience. Um, you know, maybe you're going to a Raptors game coming up soon. You want to put down a little over/under. You want to put down a, you know, Pascal Siakam bet of some kind, probably hitting the over on his combined stats because Pascal Siakam rocks. Uh, whatever it is you want. FanDuel has it there for you. You can go check them out. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Carry on your NBA season or NHL season or whatever it may be. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of the Locked On Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, we round things out here on the show on your Tuesday. Just a heads up on Wednesday's podcast, very excited. Dan Devine from Yahoo Sports is going to be on as uh, he's going to join me to A, promote his awesome podcast, Divine Intervention, which everyone should be listening to. It's like my favorite NBA podcast right now. Um, and he's going to help me do a little bit of self-help with my Raptors feelings and all that good stuff. We're also going to talk about playing tournament, all that good stuff. Dan Devine from Yahoo Sports on tomorrow. That's very exciting. Okay, let's dive in. Big V, the good, the bad, and the hmm. The way we round out every Raptors game recap show here on the pod. A thing we liked, thing we didn't like, a burgeoning trend that's got our eye. Let's start with the good. What you got for your good? I've got Grady Dick. Yeah! Got... <laughs> <laughs> Some good dick action. Um, and so... <laughs> Powering through. 
powering through. Uh, I thought, you know, him being the first sub off the bench helped him. I, I'm sure mm-hmm. that Darko would have had some kind of conversation with him about that and being like, hey, you're going to get an opportunity early. You're going to get in the game. Um, and I thought he responded well to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of life when he came in, unlike the rest of his teammates. And uh, <laughs> I think that uh, it was good. What was it? Um, two threes that he hit in that first quarter? Yeah. Two of and the four yeah. threes the team hit on the entire night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the only two threes the Raptors hit between the first and fourth quarters. So, you know. Yeah. That so uh, I thought that was really encouraging. Um, there was one relocation three that he hit that I thought was awesome where, you know, it, it was swing, swing, swing. Grady is at, at the basket, kicks it out, and then relocates to the corner. Pascal drives into the paint and kicks it out to him, and he knocks down the corner three. Um, that was super exciting to see. And, yeah, overall, I thought, you know, he, he was really into this game and kind of could sense that, hey, the team's going to need something from me today. And uh, he, he definitely um, brought it. And so I have him as my good. Yeah, uh, Grady Dick on the offensive glass. Very much a capital T thing. Uh, he's got a real nose for the offensive boards, and it's very nice picking up that Pascal free throw and uh, what it led to a precious bucket, I think. That's uh, that's the good stuff. My good, Chris Boucher. Closing wonderfully. Really nice game from Chris Boucher in this one. Just seven points, but seven boards, two assists, three blocks, running the floor like a madman. Um, Jakob Pertl not closing, which has been a recurring trend, which is a thing we can talk about at greater length, I'm sure, at some point down the line. Um, but I, I think, you know, with no OG, the Raptors were hoping to kind of replicate as best they could the OG, Pascal, Scotty front court. Chris Boucher offered the best sort of stand in, you know, as like the rim protection element. Obviously, Scotty moved more to the wing in this situation, but just really, really great stuff as a backline rim protector. Um, shout out Malachi Flynn quickly as well for his crazy verticality stop at the end of this game. Uh, did not see that coming, was not on my bingo card. Very cool. Um, but yeah, Chris Boucher, I think he got the chain. He got the like the, the gear chain after the game. So good for him. Um, perhaps should have gone to Pascal, but Pascal's too noble a leader to accept it. He defers to his hardworking teammate who's had struggles early on. You love to see it from Pascal. Um, but yeah, Chris Boucher, really, really excellent stuff. Uh, great stuff closing from him. And again, nice to see him kind of get one on the board after a series of pretty frustrating performances so far this year. Um, what's your uh, bad? There's lots of bad to pull from this game. What was yours? Yeah, lots of bad. I mean, obviously the overarching theme is the effort um and intensity in the first half but Mm -hmm. uh, if i have to point out a specific individual um i thought Otto porter jr coming into the starting lineup did not provide enough i thought that again going back to the point of hey you know that with og and gary out you need threes and the fact that he finished the game (laughs) attempting one Mm -hmm. um didn't make it and even that look it was from the corner and it almost seemed rushed and like he kind of wasn't ready almost. Uh, and, you know, in a game like this, guy who's been in the league for a while, you you expect him to be one of those veteran guys to be like, hey, you know, the, this is kind of how uh, you get it done in, the, in these types of games. And so uh, I thought that was a, a disappointing effort from him. And like he like if OG and Gary aren't there uh, for the next one, like he's got to be able to get those threes up. Yeah. And actually, Otto kind of goes into my bad, which was perimeter defense. 
man, like just no one could stay in front of any of the not very good Wizards players who were just parading into the paint in this one. Tyus Jones, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, um, you know, Porter got stuck a few times, just like unable to get over screens or unable to just keep a guy in front of him in single coverage. Uh, Grady Dick had a couple pretty bad miscues, you know, kind of out of position, biting at pump fakes, allowing drives, paint touches and kicks. Um, you know, even Pascal, I think Pascal was their best on ball defender in this game, but even he had his moments kind of having trouble getting over screens and yeah, Otto, I thought had a, had a pretty rough one. Scotty too. Like just, this was the thing top to bottom, the perimeter defense in this game, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, weird game from Dennis overall, just like, uh, you know, you'll, it's fine. He he's played 10 games and he's had one stinger, but this was one of the worst games I've ever seen Dennis Schroeder play um, since that one game in FIBA where he uh, responded wonderfully from it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, really, really weird game from him. Couldn't stay in front of pool. Seemed like a, a, a step slow. He looked like he kind of like took a weird step on like the first possession of the game. If you go back and look and he never looked quite like, he yeah, had I did see that after that. So maybe there's something there. Um, but yeah, bizarre game from Dennis driving into like, morasses of bodies and just like giving it away or clunking it off the rim um but to me you know him and Otto and really the whole like the whole starting five frankly really really grim in the sort of perimeter defense department which we've not seen and simply your defense cannot be this contingent upon OG Ananobi being in to be good right like that's uh you you can't like there's got to be some sort of infrastructure when OG's not there to still be a successful defense. Um, they figured it out by the end. Maybe it's just full court press uh, and force bad Wizards players into turnovers. But uh, yeah, not what you want. By the way, uh, spawning from a question from McLean in the Discord, uh, OG apparently hurt himself doing chores. What is your worst doing chores or household injury, Big B, of your life? What you got? I, I haven't had a bad one. I mean, no? maybe, maybe you, you know, like a little bit of, of an oil spill, but okay. That, that's okay. about it. Look at you, clean and tidy and safe in the kitchen. Unreal. Um, <laughs> me, I, I've been to the hospital one time in the last 25 years, and it's because of avocado hand uh, doing the dumb thing, holding an avocado, trying to get the, the pit out and stabbing a knife into it to yank the pit out and then stabbing directly into my hand. My finger didn't work for like a couple days, ended up being totally fine. Uh, but that's my worst household injury. Wow. Shoutouts to McLean for the question. Uh <laughs> hopefully yeah. og didn't avocado hand himself uh to uh to miss some time hopefully he's back soon i i am Please. too paranoid about like cutting myself with a knife that i am literally like the slowest cutter whether it's cucumbers onions whatever mm. like I'm, See, I, I'm just like this is not worth it <laughs> people know this about me i can i could turn it up in the kitchen and my knife skills not so bad. Not not with avocados. Uh, stupid, stupid little devil fruits to try to pull apart. But um, <laughs> for the most part, chopping chopping herbs. That's where my knife skills are really uh, on full display. Just give me okay. a, a pile of herbs and I will chop away. All right, let's get to the hmm, shall we? What you got for your hmm? My hmm. So Scotty Barnes finished this game with five steals. He did. He currently leads the Raptors in steals. Mm-hmm. Is he going to finish the season as the Raptors leader in steals? Interesting. The stocks king steals are half yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bet on Scotty leading the team in steals in our uh, in our over unders? Is this why you're hinting at this? <laughs> I don't think we had a steals bet. Oh, we didn't. Okay, we, maybe we, we had a dunks. We definitely had dunks. Yeah. Scotty, I mean, Scotty might finish with more dunks too. 
I have now to say, I uh, people go listen to the over-unders pods from a couple weeks back before the season. I'm feeling very good about my chances this year so far, Big V. Very I love good. It. About time. Was it <laughs> one in ten? If you get it. Hey, uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, what's your <laughs> name? Did you give your name? <laughs> oh, the Steels thing. Got it. We're good. We got off track. It's fine. <laughs> We're gonna, okay, I'm not going to talk about it ever again. I just want to win, and I'm not going to jinx it. Uh, all right. My hmm. Are the Washington Wizards, like, doing a bit? Are they, like, doing performance art of bad basketball? Because some stuff in this game, so inexplicable. You have Kyle Kuzma walking over the bench, begging for a challenge on an out-of-bounds call, not getting back. Wes Unseld not realizing that the play is starting and not calling a timeout to, like, reset the defense. And the Raptors scoring four on five on, as Matt Devlin, Matt Devlin dubbed it, a power play hilarious there's no power plays in basketball the wizards however make it so that can happen uh, you got west unsell benching daniel gafford down the stretch his rec his explanation was he wanted more ball handling in there because of the press and all of that um but he was kind of their only protection at the rim the entire night they were getting destroyed at the rim the entire night might have been useful to have him in there i don't know uh they're playing mike muscala minutes in 2023 that seems like a check against them being a serious basketball team and a check in favor of them doing some sort of performance. And of course, Gen Jordan Poole's just whole general existence seems very unserious. Uh, are the Wizards trying to play basketball as poorly as basketball can be played out of some sort of artistic venture? Oh, uh, yes. 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, even, even at the end, when uh, the, they're trying to get a bucket, Kyle Kuzma steps out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> baffling. So yeah, I mean, again, you give up that kind of run to end the game. It's kind of obvious what you're trying to do. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Please score 22 points at us to yeah. our one. <laughs> That's the thing. So, is like a team doesn't try to lose like that, right? Like a team with a big lead late, you would figure is like attempting to win the basketball game. Are yeah, they themselves, point, we talked about the like, Raptors right. challenging themselves for these comebacks. Are the Wizards challenging themselves at like how late they can leave it to cough up a lead? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be man. impressive. It's a bad team. That, that would uh, move them up the league pass rankings, I think. Because you'd have all these <laughs> insane runs to end games. And you'd wonder uh, at what point Adam Silver would have to step in. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming yeah. to you on Thursday night in their next game. The 30-2 to two run over the last three minutes to lose a game as they won up. I mean, I'm telling you right now that again. the next time I see them up 20 with like six minutes left, I'm tuning in. Oh, I'm like, oh 100%. It's time time. The blueprint's <laughs> there now. Uh, give them like a tiny little bit of defensive pressure and they will wet themselves all over the court. Wow, yeah. the Wizards. Unreal. That's my hmm. That's the podcast. Big V, thanks so much for hanging out, buddy. You got anything you want to promote for the good people out there? Uh, usual stuff. Uh, I, I wrote about what did I write about? Um, I wrote about <laughs> early season trends for the Raptors that uh, and the implications they could have long term uh, for mm. Yahoo. Um, gotcha. I will be sharing my thoughts on the in season tournament, the NBA Cup uh, for Sportsnet shortly. Awesome. So you can check that out ahead of uh, when the Raptors played their first in season tournament game on Friday. And uh, I will also have some more Raptors-centric in-season tournament thoughts for uh, the Raptors. Love Thanks it. Soon. Awesome. Uh, as a huge in-season tournament proponent, it's a blog post I wrote back in like 
2013 when I was just getting out of school and I had a blog that no longer is on the internet that I was just trying to get some writing reps in. One of the very first things I wrote was about how they needed an in-season tournament. I'm very thrilled. And we're going to talk about the tournament tomorrow with Dan Devine on the pod, much, among much more. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the tournament. Uh, not looking forward to the pea-colored jerseys, but uh, that's another thing we'll talk about with Dan tomorrow as well uh we will leave it there you can find me at woodley sean you can go uh find the show on instagram at locked on raptors where the sensation that is sean's takes from his basketball watching chair at its second uh edition dropped last night uh quick little one minute videos because you got to do quick little one minute videos to promote podcasts in 2023 that's what you got to do uh so that's how i'm choosing to do it takes from my basketball watching chair you can go on instagram find it there youtube shorts as well um you can join the discord of course link is in the description come hang out we'd love to see you in there and uh that will do it for today we'll talk to you tomorrow with dan divine from yahoo sports until then thanks so much bye-bye hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.